Are you ready to invest in yourself today? Welcome to the Wealth Builders Podcast, where investment leader Billy Epperhart teaches you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom. Scripture says in Deuteronomy 8.18, Remember the Lord, your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. At Wealth Builders, our goal is to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. So I just want to talk about some things, try to put some words to some things to help you know, for example, how I think a little bit about what we should be doing. Now, the sad thing about this is I share these with you. I don't do these all right myself. So I have to continue work on myself and improve and get better at what I do. We all do. So if you were to ask me, for example, what your role is, and I'm talking to managers and up, I think, and we talk about leadership. Leadership is this kind of word that everybody throws out there, but it really hasn't been defined sometimes in a way that it should be. And so everybody, if we're not careful, we have different, most of us have different concepts of what leadership is. So so number one is you, you take on as a leader, one of the things you do, not the only thing, but one of the things you do is you take on the role of being a conductor. And what I mean by that, and I've written down a few things here for me just to read off to you, you, you're really setting your department's course and you want to do that so that you are clarifying the expectations, you're clarifying the direction of where you feel like that you're going together. And always remember when you're conducting, there's two things that you're always conducting. Now, are there other kind of you know, the mortar that's between the bricks of things you got to do, sure. But if we're really talking about the bricks you're trying to put up, the real bricks of what you want to build and what you want to lead is remember there's two things that have to be accomplished. Number one, people have to be led. So what that means is, is people, when you're a conductor, you're not just conducting the work that needs to be done, but you're also leading the people that need to do the work. So the two things that a conductor does in the context of this is that you have to direct the work that needs to be done and you have to lead the people to do the work. And so there's always two things, it's people and it's work. And so it's like a conductor. And and the reason I use the conductor as an illustration is you have to let the musicians that are in the department or in the orchestra, you have to help them master their instruments and then you conduct them as they're the masters. Now, what I mean by that is what you're trying to do here is get the best out of your people, which I'll talk about in another one here in a second. At the same time, you've got to get the work done. So I just want to say this. This is going to be a hard statement, but I want to say it because I want to make a point with it. You never sacrifice people for the work. The only time you do that where, where people, would, for example, somebody says, well, when is there ever a time that somebody may get sacrificed? Well, what we just heard about, the, I know this is not a good illustration, but it's, it's a graphic illustration. What we just heard about the horrible school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, and you talk about sacrifice, somebody's got to go in and stop the shooter, right? Because people are already being killed. And so in that instance, you got to go get the job done regardless of what's happening. In other words, that the work has to get done or you have to take care of it as it were. But for the most part, except for like really extreme emergencies, 
What you want to do is, number one, people need to be led, so you want to take care of the people. Now, sometimes that means people have to be repositioned. Because remember, you're leaders in here, right? So you're leaders, so I'm sharing with you uh, in working with people. So sometimes someone, maybe they need to work on their instrument a little more, so you may position them in some other place. Sometimes it might even be in another department. However, the point of that is, is that you want to be careful that you don't sacrifice the people. At the same time, you have to be a conductor and make sure that the work gets done. So you've got those two things that, that you need to work on. Now, here's just a couple of things that I want to give you quickly under this one, under conductor. Number one, you do need to have a vision that's in your department, but that actually needs to line up with the vision from our founder, right, Andrew Womack, and then it needs to go through and be in alignment with whatever your whoever and whatever your upline is and what you're doing. And then secondly, you, with, your, with your department or with your group, you need to identify what your targets are. In other words, what is it that your department or group needs to accomplish and should ac accomplish? And then this next one is one I think I have to work on all the time. I miss it and, and I, I do my best to bring myself back. And I think this next one, number three, this is all under being a conductor, is that you have to focus on systematic growth. And when I talk about systematic growth, I'm talking about both of those areas. So you have to focus on systematic growth, creating that environment uh, where things will grow. Not only the work that needs to get done, the results are growing, but also your people are growing. So create an environment as a conductor for systematic growth. And then this one is one I think that we all need help on all the time. And that is when we talk about being a conductor, you have to remain agile or you have to remain nimble, or you have, to, you have to be able to pivot and change and deal with issues that arise. Many times those, those are people challenges, but some of the time it's work challenges, things that need to get done. So as a conductor, you need to remain agile. You need to be able to pivot. You need to be able to read the room. And uh, I always jokingly say we do our best, right? We do our best to stay with the agenda, right? until something might disrupt the agenda and you got to be agile and go there. Now, you can't surrender every meeting to that, but some meetings are that way. It's like Mike Tyson said, right? You always have a plan for the fight you're going to get in until somebody punches you in the mouth, right? So the point of that is you have to remain agile as a leader in what you do. So number one is a conductor. Number two is a coach. And uh, one of the things that I want to say to you here that in your departments and what you're over, some of you are over many departments because you're at the executive director level, but in your departments, you're not just the chief leader, but you should also be the chief mentor. And so part of the role here is learning to develop people, and really a lot of your time needs to be there. So let me say this about mentoring. You cannot, and I mentioned this the very first time that I taught in here, in this meeting, this leadership meeting, is that when mentoring can never happen properly without listening. So never try to start mentoring someone that you first of all haven't heard and observed. And I see this mistake made all the time. We make assumptions of what somebody may need in their life 
when the real truth of the matter, we haven't really heard them. Now, every one of us in this room, regardless of how large or how small that your department may be, regardless of that, we are all going to run into people at different times, those who work for us, those sometimes who don't work for us, maybe they're in another department. We're always, in, when you have an organization, I looked inside of Paycom today uh, for the very first time. I, I appreciate Audrey and Tom and them, those guys helping me, and I met with the Paycom team. We have 700, this is an accurate number in Paycom this morning, we have 766 employees here stateside in the U.S. that are in our payroll here. Okay, 766 employees. You're going to run into somebody in the 766 that is dysfunctional. And you're saying, Billy, I can't mentor them. You're right. And, 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 uh, but you can listen to them. And you can, you can uh, look at where they are and try to help them. But most of the time, mentoring, when we talk about being a coach and a mentor, it's with people that want to be mentored and people that want to be coached. And so you're looking for people that are teachable. I'm going to talk a little bit about that toward the very end. But it's real important that you understand your role is not just to get the work done, but it's also to coach and mentor. I think Dr. Radke calls it coach, teach, train, and mentor. And so as you look at that, mentoring means you have to learn to listen. And the second thing that I want to say to you about mentoring, and uh, I don't have a better word or a nicer word than this, and that is that you have to spend time with people. It's impossible to listen to somebody and really know who they are if you have not spent time with them. Since I've been in this role, I've, I, uh, there's been a few challenges I've had, and it's only been in the last six months that I've had a little bit of challenge with my own time. Now, I've had a few other challenges that have come along at different times, but in the last six months, I've noticed my own schedule has been really, uh, anyway, it's been, been a little more difficult. And so in that challenge, and I'm going, starting to work through what can I do, what can I not do, what, where do I need to focus, where do I not, I like to call it, I've already told you guys this, focus, rhythm, momentum. And so if you break your focus, you, you break your rhythm and you lose momentum. So you want to make sure you keep your focus. And so when I'm looking at my time and my schedule, I make sure I look at that. But one of the things that I try to do in this last six months, the first six months, I probably had the time. The next six months to a year probably was questionable. These last six months, I don't have the time. And so what's happened is then you have to make the time and find the time. And it has to be about focus that I call it this way. You have to learn with your time to major. Don't major in minors, major in majors. And so when you do that with your time, one of the things of that time is that coaching and mentoring that you spend with the key people in your life. Now, let me say this to you. It's going to be a little challenging. I have to remind myself of this, too. Don't just spend time with people you like to be with. And that's what we all have a tendency to do. Now, I'm, I'm guilty of that too, just so we're all clear. But the truth is, is if you're leading a team, you have to spend time with the members on the team, whoever. There's going to be some you like better than others. That's kind of a natural human instinct. However, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to spend all your time just in one place because there are people that can be brought up, they can be coached, they can be elevated, they can get to other areas in their life. One of the 
little quote things I wrote down here. It was actually a sentence for myself. When you're in this role of mentoring and you're leading somebody, you extract information. I wrote this down. You extract information on how projects are progressing and you gain insight into what your direct reports are actually doing. But this is a key, this one. But you also begin to learn how your direct reports approach tasks and interpret plans. In other words, it's not just, listen, as a leader, it's not just what somebody thinks, it's how they think. And as a leader, understanding how somebody thinks really helps you in communicating. Because remember, true communication, I said this to you last time, true communication is not what I say. True communication is what the other person perceives me as saying. So one of the things that I like to do when I'm communicating, not necessarily a directive, even though I'll use it with a directive, but when I'm just trying to get a point across, I sometimes I'll say, tell me what that means to you, what I just said. Tell me what that means to you. And if I do that, sometimes I find out they didn't hear a thing I said. And then other times, so I got to work on my communication. Other times they heard the majority of what I said. So it lets me know they're getting it. So I want to read it to you one more time. As a leader here in these roles, you extract information on how projects are progressing and you gain insight on how your direct reports are doing and accomplishing their tasks. But what you really want to find out is how those direct reports are approaching their task and how they're interpreting their plans. So it's how they think. It's how they're approaching what they're doing. Real mentoring cannot happen by just telling people what. It starts with what, but you have to progress the how. We hope you learned something of lasting value today from this Wealth Builders podcast. If you'd like any tools, teachings, or resources mentioned in the podcast, you'll find them online at wealthbuilders.org. Wealth Builders exist to teach you how to build wealth through applied biblical wisdom in your finances, your business, and your investments. Wealth Builders is a nonprofit organization. We depend on your donations to keep this podcast running. Please consider donating to us on wealthbuilders.org.